Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit with Lily. We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality. Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome back to the Raw Reality Podcast. It is just me, myself and I today, Lily. Tori is unfortunately not here. Unexpectedly, she had last minute work. We actually tried to record this podcast on Friday with Michaela. She literally came from Adelaide. It wasn't specifically for the podcast. She just was here over the weekend with her partner. And we're like, what a better way for you to come on the podcast. It worked out so well. But we got halfway through, not even actually, it was like 15 minutes in. It was torrential pouring, like so, so loud that I could hardly hear her in the headphones. Their mics were picking up the rain, so it just did not work. So we had to cut it and then put this episode out today. Tori was meant to come. She got called into work. So here I am giving you guys a solo episode. Just wanted to also say first off is we have our sunrise walk next week, 5 a.m. at Biscuit on Tuesday. So the 28th of November. If you live in the Gold Coast, come and meet us at Biscuit for a sunrise walk. We always literally walk this same path every single morning. So we thought what a better way to get you guys along so we can all meet up. So next Tuesday, 28th of November, 5 a.m. See us there. Okay, let's get into my raw reality first for the week. Tori actually sent me hers via voice memo. So she said, I'm not missing out on my raw reality for this week. So she sent me a voice memo and I'll play it against the mic and we'll listen to that soon. But my one the past week has been absolutely hectic. I got back from like Melbourne on the Sunday night on the Sunday night and I feel like I have not stopped. It hasn't been specifically one thing, just here, there and everywhere. So I actually had a Lorna Jane shoot on Wednesday, which was insane. They asked me last week to come along. I've shot with Rideaway and stuff in the past, keep that pump, but I feel like Lorna Jane is just like a huge brand who I've looked up to for a very long time. Never in my wildest dreams that I ever thought I'd be shooting for them. So went down to Brisbane for that day. It ended up being a six hour shoot. And I was with two other girls as well, who I literally knew no one. I walked in there blind again, but it was so much fun. I did more like of a workout fitness shoot. So this campaign will go live in January and February, but it was a whole heap of workout static shots. Like pretty much every outfit we had, we had a more so like static images and then working out videos and things like that. So it was actually my rest day, but I truly feel like it wasn't because I was working out for six hours straight, but it was just so much fun. Um, But from that, I was like wrecked, moved work around. And then My friends actually came up from Melbourne over the weekend and Friday. So these are my school friends who I've been close with for like years on years. And I'm so grateful that I still have such a good connection with my school group because I know a lot of people don't, but we are all so different, but also similar at the same time. One of my friends has actually been playing basketball in college overseas for like five or six years now. My other friend had like gone to Germany for a bit. Then the other one lives in Brisbane and then Paige lives in Melbourne. So we have just honestly not met up all together for, I think we kind of figured out it was like five years, like literally since the year after school, it just like, or at least one person had been gone and then the four of us met up or like two people had been gone. So it was so fun to finally be all together. They were here this weekend and it was just so much fun. Then Tori and I actually went to Go- no Sunshine Coast Saturday night to see the Europe girlies. You guys all know that we went to Europe with Taylor and Riley. Finally saw them Saturday night, which was again, so much fun. The last time we saw each other 
all together was actually in pa- Milos. Yeah, Milos was the last time all together. And then back in the Sunshine Coast. So that was really nice to see them. And then we actually have Ziggy Alberts coming up this weekend. So we're all going together and we'll see each other again. So that's nice rather than having like such long breaks in between. But that was like pretty much it. It's just been like a lot of traveling, different things on every day, like not really in a routine, but trying to hold on to it as much as possible. And then last week in my off season too. So I pretty much just try to enjoy that as much as possible, all the social outings and just enjoying times with my friends without like that extra stress. Okay, let's see how this goes. This is Tori's raw reality. It goes for six and a half minutes. She was like, okay, I'm just going to voice memo you. And then I saw six and a half minutes and I was like, dude, okay, interesting. But I'm going to hold it up to the microphone. Hopefully this works, but this is Tori's story through a phone. Slay, okay, hello guys. I am so sad that I'm not in the studio today and that we have to reschedule because our recording on Friday was just too much with the rain, unfortunately. And we even had a guest and I was so excited about the conversation, but it will happen again, which I'm sure Lily has already explained to you. But I'm here jumping on the voice memos to give you my raw reality because it wouldn't be an episode without both of ours. So I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. I have been head down, ass up in grad rehearsals, just training. Um, obviously, as you guys have heard, like massive months or massive weeks of this month with Black Friday sales and social media being like one of my biggest months, which is crazy, um, super exciting. But yeah, it just kind of happens. I just feel like it always does that. Like it'll just fall into one month or one week where just like everything happens. Um, but I honestly like in reflection last night, like I have loved how busy it's been. I feel like I've truly allowed myself to prioritize rest where I can and not feeling guilty for like not hitting the gym because I've just been so physically busy, but also mentally busy too. Just making sure I'm getting everything done, making sure I'm eating right, making sure I'm preparing all my foods and supplements and everything for the long days that I've been having out of home. Um, so I think that's just been a huge thing for me and making sure I'm staying on top of, yeah, my nutrition as well, moving my body where I can and just being okay with like not getting in the gym to do my sessions specifically, but making sure that I am getting movement in. So I've just been coming into the gym that Jackson manages at our studio, um, and just doing the classes there before I teach. Um, they're great classes. I get a good sweat. Um, it's a mixture of like conditioning and weight training and it's like it's the same as my style of training so I do love it but it's just allowed me to like get in not have to think about what I'm doing not have to like think about what equipment I need like just get in it's all there it's one hour it's done and dusted so that has been huge for me so making sure that I'm still moving for my mental health and for physical as well but yeah not like having and spending hours in the gym that I just don't have but yeah I've truly been loving the grind, loving, 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 um, and hence why I can't be there today because the grind just goes on, you know? So here we are voice memoing you my raw reality, but grad is on Thursday. I'm so freaking excited. We'll be in the theater all day, Wednesday, all day, Thursday. Um, we've got like our final rehearsal today as we're recording. And then I've actually got tomorrow off, which I'm so excited about. Lily and I getting some content done in the morning so sorry that's my car um I'm getting my eyebrows done finally and yeah just kind of spend the day like catching up on any editing and stuff like that oh that's another thing I've been recording um vlogs for our studio and so I've been doing that and just decided to add that onto my plate so I've been recording or vlogging 
the whole grad process and putting them together in like mini vlogs so that has been super fun i loved the process of that and that all the vlogs are starting to come out now so if you want to check them out it's like 10 minutes um vlogs of like the behind the scenes process and it's great it's so so great and it's just on the dynamite studios youtube so highly recommend go check that out it's it's a laugh it's an insight to how these kids train and how much they do so yeah that has been my week um on the weekend we went down to the sunny coast and saw our bestie girls, I went to say Lily, obviously Lily was there, Taylor and Riley, and we just had like, we were literally there for not even 24 hours, but we had the best time, we had great, went out for dinner, we had a barbecue um, for lunch during the place at, during the day at Riley and T's new place, then went out for dinner at Giddy Geisha, and it was so freaking yum, if you're on the sunny coast in Maroochydore, go to Giddy Geisha, and then we went out to Yochi, I was so full, like about to pop. I'm pretty sure last week was like period week with no period. So that was fun. Um, and then we drove home early Sunday morning because I had grad run. Of course, of course. And then Lil had her catching up with her friends from Melbourne. And then we, Jackson and I took my mum to the ground bathhouse in Corumban. And it's so beautiful. There's like no music, nothing. And you're in like the inland of Corumban and it's just like trees. You can just hear the birds and they've just got spas, ice bath, outdoor showers, um, a sauna in the middle and it's got like a fire in it and it was freaking hot. Um, and it's just so quiet and zen and beautiful. So if you are looking for something to do like that, highly, highly, highly recommend. And I'm pretty sure it was only like 30 bucks for one hour per person. So really good quality. Yes, it was good quality, but great price for everything that you get. And then I shouted my mom and myself to a massage after that, which was just beautiful. And then came home to cook dinner with Jackson. So that has been my raw reality. I am honestly feeling really good in terms of just everything um, besides my skin. I feel like I'm just really struggling with that. But I have a new appointment with a lady from the States on Wednesday next week. Um... So I'll be sure to fill you in on that once that's finished. But essentially, I'm just really, really, really looking for the root cause of my acne and the missing periods. And I just want to know that. Um, potentially going on a new skincare. And then I have two more options after that if that doesn't work, which will be prescripted skincare, which is like a tretinoin, which I have heard good things from. But I did like a prescription cream from a doctor and it just like stripped away everything of my skin and I felt like it, it just wasn't my skin so we'll see um and then thirdly will be Roaccutane if I just can't get on top of which I know you guys know like I'm terrified I don't want to do it um and I'm not like I love you guys so much but I'm not looking for people's experiences I've got so so many responses which I love like from you guys and my audience of just like giving me your experience and I've, I feel like I've heard so many um and it's now just a point of like when I'm ready it'll happen um but hopefully that I find the cause in the meantime but that is my update I love you guys so much and I miss you I miss Lily I miss sitting in the room um but I'll be back next week in your ears and hopefully you enjoy this episode from Lil okay the difference between Tori and I is she just rambles I like the fact that she explained exactly where we went out for dinner, exactly everything, the birds, the trees, the rain from when she was at the like relaxation pay place. That's just classic um, our friendship. She really just goes on and on, but she goes into detail and that is what we are absolutely here for. Um, 
I forgot the most important update, which you guys always ask questions every single week, is the Sebastian update. And my favorite thing is people are starting to figure it out. The question box people actually specifically said, is it this person? And you were correct. So I think that is just so funny. I could not care less if like anyone knows or like, especially from the podcast, I feel like you guys just like have my back and understand the whole journey and everything. But to put it out there to the public, it's just a whole different like ball game. So don't mind. Raw Reality Podcast is like a close knit group. Um, but if you ask me the question of who it was, you are correct. So that has been going really well the past week. Um, he actually came and visited my friends at the sunny coast on the weekend and he met my school friends. So I just really threw him in the absolute deep end with all of that because my school friends aren't calm. First off, we are kind of crazy and it was like a lot at once, but that's the best way to get him to learn everything about my friends is just throw him right in there. And he did very well. Like I'm actually very proud of him, but that's all my updates I have for you guys. I don't really want to touch too much further on it without Tori's story here bouncing off her. But let's get into today's episode. So obviously, as most of you know, I had been completing my off season for the past year now since stepping off stage last October, literally up until now, November. I've been through like a reverse phase, sitting at maintenance and then growing phase as well. Today, 20th November, I start prep, which means I am 22 weeks out, 21 weeks out. I've already forgotten until I compete, which is in April and the nationals is the very start of May. So I have a long while to get into shape, pretty much lean down. And it, the longer, the better, honestly, because it means that I have time to see how my body responds to different protocols, different things, because my body responded really well to my first prep, but we don't know how it's going to respond to this one. So I honestly think the longer, the better, because you have more room to play with in terms of a shorter prep. It can be quite hard to go like balls to the walls. And then if something kind of mishap happens, you don't really have much room to play around with things. So that's just what Beck and I did um, and works best for me as well. So let's kind of touch on my reverse first off maintenance and into growing the past year I always say the longer the better if I did season b last year and then just competed again I would have honestly only had a few months in a growing phase and that is not enough time to build sufficient muscle like even now I could easily wait a whole extra year six months whatever it may be to grow even more the longer your off season is the better you are going to be and like everyone can absolutely vouch for that but I went into my reverse phase pretty fast, like literally straight off the bat, we reverse curls up really quickly. I think I sat at 2,600 for like a long while. That was like my maintenance level where my body responded really well. I felt my best. I was getting stronger and also be so transparent with your coach as well. I didn't want to gain a lot of like body fat or anything like that too fast because it was summer and then I was going to Canada. Then I had Europe. Like I just didn't need that straight off the bat. So being able to be open and honest with your coach, find that happy medium for you where you actually still have amount of energy and calories to be able to grow muscle, but isn't enough that's going to make you uncomfortable immediately. That is what seriously made my off season the best because Bet completely understood where I was coming from, wanted to just hold for a bit, enjoy my life. Then really when I kind of moved to Perth in February, that's when I started my like growing phase. So from October 
to February, I stayed at reverse slash maintenance. My body responded really well, happy with that. Soon as I moved to Perth, that is when my growing phase pretty much started and I went into that surplus. Now we went pretty fast at the start. I kind of like got to 2,800 like in a matter of weeks. Then two weeks before Europe, we slowly dropped them back down just a tad so I could feel confident for Europe. I didn't want to go over on a month holiday, not feeling confident in myself, which again, communicate with your coach with that is completely fine if you want to feel your best to travel. Like, honestly, why wouldn't you? So we dropped my curls very slightly, like not in a deficit, still in a surplus, just not that extreme point. And I went to Europe for a month. Didn't try, I think I trained like three or four times. Didn't track my calories a single day. Didn't track my protein, didn't track my steps. I did absolutely nothing in relation to the gym. And I just want to prove to you guys that you can still make progress while going on holidays, while enjoying yourself. You don't have to be to the T 24 seven. That is when it becomes consistency over perfectionism. Because if you're perfect 24 seven, yes, absolutely. It's going to fast track your progress, but are you actually enjoying your life? And I can hand on my heart say like the past year one has been the hardest but at the same time it's equally been the most incredible with travel going to Canada moving states twice to three times going to Europe for a month making new friends like I have really enjoyed my life in the past year and that is because I didn't put too much pressure on being perfect every single day but then I also didn't allow myself to go so far off track that it kind of had that guilt and resentment over me. So I made sure I had that fine line, but in Europe, I seriously surrendered to absolutely everything. The second I kind of, I didn't throw in the towel, but I was almost just like, okay, I need to be present for the next month. I need to enjoy myself. There's no point in me stressing over things that I absolutely can't control, but equally there's no point in me going so overboard where I just feel sick and sluggish coming home. So I still made sure that whatever I ate over there was like mindful. I enjoyed myself, focus on like protein meals, um, Meals that were more simple, like we didn't have like these crazy, crazy dishes that would make me feel sick. Like my biggest tip is eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. That was like how I intuitively ate over there and stayed at that maintenance level. I absolutely lost muscle when I was over there, but it wasn't necessarily decrease in muscle mass. It was like more so how I looked because my muscles hadn't been stimulated. So I looked so flat coming home. It's actually crazy. My checking photos from when I got home, sorry, from when I left to when I got home, like completely different because I just hadn't stimulated my muscles at all. In the matter of a few weeks, I was back to my baseline. I was back to everything, my routine. Um, and I was good to go again. And then we pretty much like went as fast as we could into that intense growing phase from July to pretty much yesterday in November, like end of November and keep my cows at 3000, no cardio, no focus on steps, just doing whatever I could to grow my muscle mass. And I didn't miss sessions. I didn't miss like weeks tracking. I would have a day off here and there tracking, but I did my absolute best to stay on track as much as possible. And that is when you have to, again, find that line between being able to enjoy yourself, but also being able to stay on track towards your goals. And that's when I went to Europe and Canada. That was my enjoyment in my life. And then around that was the time that I knew I was able to control every aspect and go all in on my growing phase, because that is super important for me moving from ICM to IFB. That was pretty much like the baseline of how I navigated the past year. And you guys asked me lots of different questions. So I'm just kind of going to go over them. Some may double up, so I'll go back and forth between a few. But the very first one is, why is a growing phase necessary? Now, there's two different answers to this in terms of growing, sorry, in terms of competing and just general life as well, right? 
in a general life, you don't have to go into such an intense growing phase if you don't want to, but a growing phase is important to put on muscle mass. You can't grow lean muscle mass in a deficit. Or you can, but it's just going to be super, super slow. You're not going to make as much progress as you'd probably like to. Same as that maintenance level. In a surplus, you actually have enough food or like extra food to be able to go towards growing muscle and towards your training. You're going to feel so much stronger and that training intensity is going to be increased, allowing you to lift heavier, allowing you to grow more muscle rather than just being in a deficit where your energy is actually quite low and all your food is just going to general daily activities rather than a growing phase or your food you like kind of use that for your daily task and then you have extra to be able to go on top of that towards your training. So that is why it's important to grow lean muscle mass. So if that's your goal, highly recommend going into a growing phase. Doesn't have to be anything too intense at all. It's also beneficial for your metabolism. So if you're going to go into a deficit, it's important also that you get your calories high enough to be able to go into that deficit with a good metabolism without getting your calories super low because if your maintenance is like 1900, let's say, well, your deficit's going to have to be super, super low and it's not going to be sustainable. Whereas with me, I was at 3000 pretty much like for the past few months and I've dropped them to training days, 2,500 right now. Well, I'm actually probably already going to be in a deficit because I've had my calories so high for so long. That is how my body is going to respond because my metabolism is working really fast at the moment. So that's also why it's super important. The biggest question I also get, which kind of came up a lot with these, is how to become comfortable with your body changing. This is when slow progress is going to be your best friend. If you suddenly put on a whole bunch of weight in the matter of a weeks, it's going to be a huge change that you're actually going to notice and it's going to be a shock to you. Whereas if you do it slowly, it's actually going to be something that you don't really realize until one day you're like, oh, I've actually kind of gone up a few kilos. I've gained muscle mass and I do look different. Literally same as a deficit. If you kind of like keep going day by day, you're like, oh, nothing's really changing. I feel like I'm not making progress. And suddenly one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I've actually made a huge amount of progress looking at the start to now. It's exact same with a deficit. Take it slow. And I promise you, it's going to be so much better. Also have a goal and an end date. If you're just in a growing phase and you're just chilling, like and you don't have an end date, that is actually so much harder to keep pushing because you're like, what is the actual point of this? If it's just in general life, like not even for competing, be like, okay, I'm committing to a grow phase for like six to eight months and this is a specific day I'm going to end it. And then you have that goal in mind. It could be like before or leading into summer or just before. So you can kind of like cut down just before summer, whatever feels best for you, but having a specific goal is going to be like life-changing. You're just going to wake up every day and be like, why am I eating so much? Because there's truly no point and there's no end in sight as well. It's also just accepting that you are going to gain body fat. Like you can't physically enter a growing phase without growing body fat. You are in a surplus. That's what happens. Exactly just like you're in a deficit, you lose weight. So it's just accepting that. And I've found with my clients, going to a growing phase has actually healed their relationship with food. Because they find what's actually going to fuel their body correctly, what gives them the most energy as well. It just helps that so much because there's no restrictive aspect. They also realize that they can, they don't have a huge focus on their body. It's more towards how they're feeling, their energy towards the gym, how much they're lifting, their strength gains, all those things. It changes your perspective in terms of like body composition. And I find that helps as well, rather than completely focus on what you look like every second, focus on your strength in the gym. That's going to be the biggest thing. I remember when I was like 
just like attempting to like cut by myself like a few years ago, like we all do when we grow up, I would constantly body check in the mirror, checking if I have abs, checking what the scale is. Whereas now, like I do not remember the last time I do that. If the scale increases, I don't even second guess absolutely anything. And that is because I've been in a growing phase. I've healed my relationship with food as well. And even just like being so neutral with your body, it's much easier said than done to me. Like you have to be happy with your body in all phases, but like it truly is true. Because at the end of the day, no one cares what you look like but you. And that was also the biggest thing that changed my perspective. Because if you look at your friend and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've gained weight. I feel bloated today. You actually don't even look at that at all. You look at them for that person, for their personality, what they offer to you, the friendship that you have. You could not care less about what they look like in a healthy way, obviously. Exactly the same towards you. No one cares but you. So you've got to remember that too. The thing that actually kind of came up for me was when I, me and my ex broke up and I was like, oh shit, now we're kind of the male, I guess, would like look at me in a different way and it's more focused on my body. But when I was like with my ex, I didn't care what I looked like in the best way possible because I didn't feel like I had to, I don't know how to explain it. I didn't feel like I had to make him like me almost. Not that any guy needs to like you for the way you look, but I feel like you all know what I'm talking about. So the second that we ended that relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this kind of came back up for me. But then really coming back down to, okay, what are my goals? What makes me feel my best? And I don't need to look a certain way for absolutely anyone. And as soon as I navigated through that in the matter of like literally two weeks, I was good to go again. So it's also accepting that thoughts are going to come up and it's going to be hard and there's going to be more challenging days than better days. But keep pushing through and just keep taking it on day by day. And I promise you, it'll be like literally the best thing you ever do. Another question I got is how to deal with bloating from increased volume. It happens at the very start or whenever you increase cows, your body has to adjust to what it is. So at the very start, when my carbs especially get increased, you hold on to a little bit more glycogen, which makes you feel a little bit more like puffy, water retention, whatever it may be. After a week or a few days on that specific food intake, your body levels out again. And it figures out how to like almost like metabolize that and digest it correctly. And then you're good to go. So the first few days of like increased cows, your body's like, holy shit, what is this? It's not used to digesting that much. And then after a week or two, it's like, oh, okay, this is how I use it for fuel. So it's almost like pushing through that. And figuring out what works best for your body because some foods are going to react better than other foods. If you eat pasta and you're like, holy shit, this makes me feel so sick, so bloated, don't eat it. Focus on rice, sweet potato, noodles, um, orange juice, whatever other way to get carbs in. You've got to find what works best for you. I actually didn't really find I was bloated much during this prep, sorry, during this off season because I focused on foods that made me feel good. If I ate like protein bars, like protein drinks all the time and all these different sources of food that were more artificial had like longer ingredients lists that's what's going to make me feel bloated that's what's going to make me feel sick in comparison to eating a lot like cleaner sources of food that's what's going to make you feel better yes I was full 24 7 but there's a difference between being full and being bloated and also recognizing that within yourself it's just like being in a deficit you're going to be hungry being in a growing phase, you're going to be full. So there's a difference between being bloated and full and just like realizing that after you've eaten certain foods. Okay. Another question was how long does a growing phase need to be? It can be as long or as short as you want. Obviously, the longer, the better. If it's only a few months, you're probably not going to be able to maximize your gains in that way. 
but having a longer growing phase is going to be your best friend because it means your body can grow more muscle mass. It has more time to adjust, more time to grow, more strength increase. So minimum six months, if you can, would be amazing. And anything over is like an absolute bonus. Mine was probably like intensely for six months and then overall a year. What is currently my workout split? So throughout my whole off season, it was pretty much two upper, two lower than posterior. Then the past phase or past block, we've actually swapped it to two lower and three upper. I only train back and delts. I do not train chest, triceps or biceps. I actually posted a reel the other day of me doing a bicep curl, but I literally only did that for the video. And that was the first time I have done a bicep curl and I don't even know how long. So I was very sore the next day, but I literally only train back and delts and it's purely for aesthetics. Like I can be doing the most random exercises to grow small muscle groups. I don't have much power. Some exercises I'm not very strong at. It's not for like balance, stability, anything like that. It's literally to grow specific muscles for what I can look like. Same as my legs. I will only mainly train glutes and hamstrings. I actually have hack squats, but I find I'm very good at activating my glutes now just through mind to muscle connection. But you never catch me doing like leg extensions or anything like that. If I'm doing leg press, it's always like glute focused just so we can really make sure that it is like that bikini shape. So that's what I pretty much train. Glutes, hamstrings, back and delts. You will not catch me doing anything else. However, I actually started a split today and I have inclined chest flies. So that's pretty much just to build the upper part of like my chest to make sure it looks balanced and there's not like a huge like drop between my shoulder and chest, but that's pretty much it. What kinds of foods do you add when you increase your calories? When you increase them to a, such a high amount, it can be really hard to eat a lot of food. Like I can't even explain the last month I have been so off food. Before that 3,000 cows actually like sat well with me. Like I was fine eating it. All of a sudden I woke up one day. I didn't want to think about food. I didn't want to talk about food. I didn't want to make it. I don't want to look at it or eat it, whatever it may be. Even last week, I was struggling to finish my lunch. And there was a few meals I actually could not finish. Like I could get 2,000 calories and I was like, holy shit, I'm actually dying. So my metabolism, my body and everything was just like, we've truly had enough. It almost like needed a break. So prep came at the most perfect time. But my biggest tip for you is liquid calories, like orange juice, Gatorade, coconut water, protein smoothies Um, in terms of like making your own at home. Like I would put banana, honey, oats, dates, anything like that in a smoothie because that's a lot easier to drink and you get your calories up really high. Bagels as well, not the low carb, the higher carb ones, like 50 grams per bagel. Um, crumpets were good, probably not as high as carbs as bagels. It's just focusing on calorie dense foods. You do not want to volumize at all. The less you can volumize your food, honestly, the better. You want high calorie dense foods. So if you look at the back of like a wrap, for example, one brand may be super low in cows and the other may be super high. Go for the super high one. You can literally eat an exact same amount of food, but one is high cal and it's going to give you more energy. I posted a few like what I eat in a days on Instagram. So if you want to really have a look at that, go onto my Instagram and you'll be able to find a few of those. The other one is I fear that I won't grow muscle, but I'll just gain body fat instead. If you're training hard and consistently and progressive overloading, you absolutely will gain, gain muscle mass. If you aren't really training much, you're just skipping days, you're actually eating foods that aren't going to fuel your body correctly, well, then you probably are going to gain body fat. 
if you do it too fast as well and you eat just so many calories for absolutely no reason, again, you're going to gain body fat. If you do it in a sustained, maintainable way over like a, sorry, a long period of time, it's going to be so much more beneficial towards you. And I promise you will see muscle gain. You might not straight away. That's the biggest thing about a growing phase. A lot of people give up early because they feel like they're not making any changes. But I promise you everything is happening underneath the surface. What's really interesting is my first growing phase before I competed last year, my body composition looks so entirely different to where I currently am now. And my last photo, I'm actually going to post a photo on Instagram tonight of the comparison, but I'm one kilo heavier than I was the end of my last off season. And right now, like I look so much better. So it just goes to show that patience is absolutely key. I went through that growing phase, feel like I'm also put on body fat, but that's only because I didn't have any muscle behind me. So how was I actually meant to look muscular and toned when I didn't have it? That's the other thing is people kind of go into a deficit also thinking that they're going to have like, they're going to look shredded. They're going to look toned. But if you don't have any muscle mass behind you, well, you're not, you're just going to look skinny right? It's the exact same as like a growing phase. If you don't have any muscle behind you and you're trying to gain muscle, you're probably going to maybe put on a little bit more body fat and like probably look a little bit more puffy in comparison to in a year's time, you're going to look completely different because you have built that muscle mass behind you. So again, it's slow progress, but don't give up and keep pushing through. There will be days where you feel like, what is the absolute point? But those are the days that are the most pivotal where you need to keep pushing because that is going to determine if you're going to be successful or not. Um, another question is, I'm just going to go through a few of them. Um, Dude, I have any urges to skip meals and snacks because I felt huge. Interesting with the word huge, but absolutely. Like there was so many times where I wanted to skip my meals or snacks. Like I honestly feel like a full-time job. I will say that a growing phase is harder than a deficit purely because you have to eat 24-7. If you start late with your calories throughout that day, well, you're already chasing your tail. You have to be on from the second you wake up. It doesn't matter if you're hungry for whatever, you have to be on. I don't remember the last time I was hungry. It could have been... I'm actually going to say it was like the week before I competed was the last time I was actually hungry. I just have not felt hunger in that long. And that's why I'm so excited now. But that is a time where you just got to keep pushing through, keep getting those cows in as much as you can. Um, yeah, straight up, I did want to skip meals, but that wasn't because of what I looked like. It was because of how I felt. I started to feel sluggish, but in my training sessions, I feel really strong and I maximize my strength as much as possible throughout the last like especially the last phase I really found that new level of training intensity and that is when I've made the most like strength progression um within that way another question was actually quite a few I got was how do we not gain like weight in your stomach in an off season you literally have no choice sorry but you don't get to choose where you hold the most weight um it's just first off genetics secondly no, it's literally straight up just genetics. That's what happens. You don't get to choose where you put on the most body fat. Some people hold it in their arms, their legs, whatever it may be. I find I hold it in like my lower back region, which is so random and especially my back and also like sometimes my lower stomach, but this off season, it's actually been a little bit different I found, but specifically like my back is where I probably hold the most um, and like the sides of my body, but in comparison to my legs, they'll pretty much like stay lean 
majority of the time. And other people, their legs might grow and their upper back may be super shredded the whole time. So it's completely different. You can't control it. There is truly nothing you will do that is going to change that. But focus on clean foods. If you are eating foods that don't make you feel good, well, then obviously you're going to feel a lot more sluggish within that area. Your digestion is going to be a lot slower. So that is why if you eat a lot cleaner foods, you're actually going to feel a lot better and you're probably going to hold less water retention around the stomach region as well. So that's probably my biggest advice to you is just really clean up what you're eating. A lot of people think that when you're in a growing phase, it's just like, okay, I can eat whatever. But that's not it. If you eat whatever, you're actually not maximizing that phase as much as possible because your body isn't getting the correct nutrients it needs to be able to go towards your training sessions. And that's, again, the biggest difference between my first phase and now, my very first off-season, sorry, I would like eat whatever just to hit my calories. Like I would have like cookies, a few muffins. I'd have like, okay, I say I have GYG a lot now, but I definitely had it a lot more then. I definitely have like that once a week at least. I would have like so many things that would be super high sodium, super just like not good for you basically. Just anything to get the calories in, a lot of artificial foods. Whereas now, instead of a protein bar, I add more chicken to my lunch. As simple as that. Instead of adding like, I don't know, a cookie to get more carbs, I'll add more rice and sweet potato. That's been the biggest difference. So if you're on off season, it's not an excuse to eat whatever you want. It's literally just increasing your foods. Um, Do I eat the same calories rest versus training days during my growing phase? No. Sorry. (laughs) During my Growing days, yes, I eat the exact same every single day. Whereas now my training days are 200 calories higher than my rest days. So that will probably be the exact same throughout my whole prep. Rest days will be slightly lower. I didn't have, I'm pretty sure I touched on this earlier, but I didn't have any cardio or steps throughout that phase. I did sometimes do cardio classes, but that was just like purely for enjoyment and because Tori made me, not for like any other reason. I'm going to be very interested to see how I go adding in cardio this week. I, yeah, have not done cardio in a very long time. So we're going to see how that goes. My heart rate is probably going to skyrocket, but it's okay. I'll get fitter as the time goes on. Does taking creatine ever level out holding on to water retention? So essentially, this question's asked because when you take creatine, the very like first week or so, you can actually hold on to a lot more water retention just because that's how your body like creatine holds on to water. So when you first start taking it, you feel like you're a lot more bloated, holding on to a lot more like water retention, puffy, all those things. Then after two weeks, your body like adjusts to it and it's fine again, can level out. This is going to be specifically happening, especially if you are water loading. So, sorry, if you are creatine loading. Some people do that at the very start. They'll literally take 20 grams a day for five days to saturate their muscles with creatine and then they're good to go and then they go back down to the normal intake. But like there is no point doing that because in the matter of like a few weeks anyways, your muscles are going to be saturating creatine even if you're just taking three to five grams a day. So you'd rather be kinder to your body and let it adjust to the taking creatine and be good to go in about a month's time and like your body's utilizing it correctly rather than a week of like balls to the wall with like creatine and then your body's like all over the place and then you don't feel as good. So yes, I promise it will level out. Just focus on drinking a lot of water too as I found like when I first started taking it, it kind of gave me a headache. I don't know if that was placebo because I got told it did, but it did. So I focused drinking on more water and it made me feel a lot better. Did my clothes stop fitting me during this phase? Yep, especially the last 
month, I would say. I was pretty much good till last month. Um, but because Queensland's so hot, I've been wearing like a lot of like loose clothes, like crops and all these things. I haven't really put on my jeans much. I went to record a podcast, well, obviously a podcast the other day, and I put on my jeans that I got before Europe that I bought oversized. I sized up as well. So they were super baggy and I could only just do them up. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So then I didn't wear those. Um, even my sh- denim shorts are super tight. You will not see me wearing those at the moment. Um, I've bought specific clothes that fit me at now. I have jeans that only fit me during prep that will actually not even, there's no way I'll even be able to do them up now. And that does not get to my head at all because obviously my body composition is going to be different. It changes and I'm like so happy and confident with that as well. And it's just like, also, if you put it on, it doesn't fit you. Like, okay, cool. Just go get a different pair or wear something new. It doesn't make you any less of a person just because you can't fit into your clothes anymore. Like literally no one knows, no one cares. Let's just go buy a new pair of jeans that you feel confident in. That's going to make you feel your best. Right now, tight things aren't great on like my lower half my body so I'll wear like a lot of like linen pants um gym shorts all those types of things I won't wear heaps of like tight outfits at the moment as that's just what makes me feel my best right so it literally feels like it's cutting into me even my activewear actually is quite tight like Tori likes looser shorts and I have like a lot of extra small shorts because that's what I've been the past year but I've been wearing hers lately because she like likes them a lot more comfortable so I've been wearing a few of her vinyl seamless shorts because they're actually the only ones that fit me. And then the same as my my crops, I can't wear them for too long or else they dig and cut into my body. So yeah, absolutely. My clothes don't really fit me anymore, which is crazy because I actually don't feel like I look heaps different. Obviously not from prep, but from like the start of the year. I don't know. I just feel like I've put on more muscle mass and that's why I'm like, my clothes don't fit me, not so much body fat, but I absolutely know I have and that's just because I'm so neutral with how my body looks. Some days there's like an occasional, some I have a photo that I don't like and I'm like, oh, would like to probably look a little bit more shredded. But for majority of the time, I'm very happy and confident where I'm at now and I'm just in such a good place with like food, training, the gym, like everything with how I look and I'm very happy I've gotten to this point. It's definitely a slow journey. But having a coach that supports you every step of the way and understands you as well is the most important thing. Because if you have a coach that's like, no, we have to increase your calories today. And you're like, I literally can't eat a single more single extra thing and I feel so sick. And they're like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. You have to do this. Well, you're just going to feel shit. You're not going to adhere. So being able to openly communicate with your coach that understands you as well is super important. Just looking at a few more questions here, I swear there's going to be like so many things I've missed, but if I haven't answered your question, message me on Instagram and I'll absolutely be more than happy to answer those for you. Um, Just going through them. They're all pretty much like how do I handle my body during like changing, which is pretty much like what I stated as well. Um, Or how to maximize muscle growth and strength within the gym, like in terms of training wise I would say because you can just like show up to a session and get it done and get out that's not going to do anything for your progress if you're serious about it if you're just moving for health and fitness absolutely that's going to be your best bet it's going to keep you healthy keep you moving but it's you're not going to progress very quickly if not anything the biggest difference between this phase and the last one I've increased my training intensity like so much there's still some sessions where I just get in and get out and that's okay but Above all, like I'm 
focusing on trying to get stronger, trying to really maximize everything I do, especially training wise. If your coach states eight reps, shoulder press, like for example, my Beck said eight reps of barbell shoulder press. I've been able to confidently do eight, 30 kilos for eight reps, like barbell for the last like few weeks. And there's, I wouldn't be able to add weight and only, and do eight reps again, if that makes sense. So some people get caught in the idea they have to specifically do what their coach states every single session. So what I did last week is I put on 35 kilos instead. So I went up by five kilos and I just got as many as I could. I'm pretty sure I got four by myself and two with a very small spot. So technically six reps. So I got six. And then this week, I'm going to try and get seven or eight again, or even just pump out at six again, depending how I feel. Because I don't know if last session I like was quite like strong in a good Um, My body was quite recovered as well. So I could get for the same or try to increase. So you don't necessarily always have to do exactly what your coach says. There's obviously a line as well. Don't completely go off track, but you need to push in your training sessions. If you're doing, let's say 12 lateral raises, you get to the 12th and you're like, cool, I did 12 reps. Okay. Well, if that 12 reps was actually quite easy, keep going, get to 20. I'm pretty sure like once I've done like 30 30 reps of when I was prescribed 12 and then I just knew I had to go up weight the next one like by significantly a lot to make those 12 reps hard so just your reminder again that you need to push in your gym and the workout that's set adhere as much as possible but if you can push that little bit extra more absolutely go all in on that you don't just have to increase in weight you can increase in reps you can in decrease rest time as well so have a shorter rest period um, which is going to fatigue your muscle even more focus on tempo so instead of smashing out if for example leg press can sometimes hurt my back so there's no point me going super heavy on that doing like over 200 kilos every time because my back's going to be absolutely stuffed so what I do is I focus on tempo instead so I go three seconds down pause for a second at the bottom and two seconds up slow down the movement because that's equally as hard as getting in a lot of weight sorry as yeah maximizing your weight as much as possible And that's definitely another way to progress in the gym. If you aren't training hard enough, well, then your growing face is honestly not going to get you very far. Um, So really just try to increase that intensity. It comes with time. And I promise you, like, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I used to train a lot softer than I do now. And then in a few months time, you're going to look back at what you do now and think the exact same thing. I feel like I've gotten to a point now where some of my sessions I train super hard And then I know in a few months time, I'm going to get there and be like, wow, I really could have pushed harder. But it's just like new level, new devil. It's what they always say. You always learn how to push out a little bit extra more things that you can do to maximize areas and all those sorts of things. My other biggest tip, sorry, I'm just starting to ramble now, but is to making sure you are activating your muscle groups before training because you can train and actually not isolate that specific muscle. Make sure you're doing glute activation, especially if you're a girl trying to grow your glutes and your quad dominant. I can't even explain how much I used to be quad dominant. We had to literally cut all quad exercises so I could only focus on my glute and hamstrings. And even then my quads took over for like a long period of time. The second I drop the weight, focus on slowing it down and really thinking about pushing through my heels, contracting my glutes is when I started making a lot more progress. So you've also got to remember that activating your muscles is super important. Same as like delts. Don't just like jump straight into your workout and start off with like lat pull downs, lateral raises, shoulder press. Make sure that you actually have like mobility through those joints. They're activating, they're firing, they're good to go and then start training. Don't use your working sets as warm up sets as well. If you have got like 
three sets of eight reps of shoulder press. Don't use your first one as like, okay, I'm just going to do 10 kilos and then I'm going to go up for my second set. No, use your first one as a, like just a warm-up set, then go up, then use those as working sets. So making sure that you're not cheating yourself either because you can easily do that because no one's watching you, no one knows. So really focus on giving your absolute all when you do all of that. I feel like I covered quite a few things. Oh, this is actually, sorry, one more. How did I avoid adding in too many treats? This is what I see, especially after competing. Most people have like a stash of like cookies, chocolate in their drawer, in their house, whatever it may be. No, take that all away. You don't need that straight after you compete. You don't even need that in general day life. Food is always going to be there. I'm pretty sure after I competed, I didn't have like any cookies or anything on hand. They had them at the they had them at the place um, when you like kind of stepped off stage, you can grab some and I grabbed two that was on my Instagram or my YouTube, whatever. But I wasn't like given any like huge donuts or huge cookies because I truly didn't want them. And that would also make me feel sick. I had like some lolly snakes that was like used my pump up and things like that. But that really helped me stay on track a little bit more during my reverse. If I wanted it, I would have it. If I didn't, I didn't. Don't feel like you have to eat those because you've just stepped off stage and you need to eat all the treats in the world because you've missed out. You literally haven't. You have so many more years left of your life to enjoy food and look at it as like enjoyment, not of like, I have to have it. I went out for dinner, everything after competed, enjoy myself, got back on track, but then still had treats here and there. And that transitions exactly into my off season. If I wanted like extra treats, I would have them. But at the same time, I would know that I could have them again tomorrow. So there's no point eating as much as you can in one day and be like, okay, I'm just going to eat like cleaner again tomorrow. I had like chocolate last night when I was like on off season today, I'm in prep and I'm still going to have chocolate tonight, like 90% limp one. It doesn't change because I'm not restricting my food. I'm not overeating and binging on food. I'm just using it as like, if I want it today, I can. If I want it tomorrow, I can. So just really look at food as fuel more so than treats, more so than calories, because that's going to be your best bet too. If you look at it like, if I eat this, how much am I going to gain? How am I going to feel after? Well, you're going to put food on a pedestal rather than just being like, okay, if I eat this, how am I going to feel in terms of my training, in terms of it maximizing my recovery, my strength? That is what's the biggest difference. Food is meant to be fuel and not meant to be there to put on a pedestal and be like, okay, I can only eat this today or tomorrow. You can eat it anytime if you want. It's always going to be there. So just also don't have that food in your house, especially in off season. Everyone's like, okay, I'm going to eat whatever I can to just get cows in. It's again, not going to maximize your performance in any way possible. So just don't have those foods in your house. If you want it, eat it. If you don't, simple as that. Okay. That's pretty much everything I have for today. Again, I feel like there's so many things I missed out on because I can't really condense everything I've learned in a year into like one episode. So if there's anything else you want me to touch on, I absolutely will. If you just message me on Instagram, I'm also starting a YouTube series like from prep. They, my videos last year did so well and I only recorded the last few weeks of prep and like comp day so I really want to make sure I'm making effort to do it from like get-go so I've already started last week this week and I've just got to get better and faster at editing is my biggest thing so thank you guys so much for listening and being patient with today's episode Tori Story will be back next week and that's all we have for you so I'll see you and speak to you next week bye guys 